I'm Trisha. And I'm Layla. Grab a cocktail and come join us for a little boozy banter with with friends. Hi. Hi. How's it going? You know, just trying to get motivated. I have all the things I want to do in my head, but then when it actually comes time to do it. Researching and coming up with something to say. And I'm like, oh, I should just, I need to learn how, oh, you know what I should do is. Tell me what you should do. (laughs) Record what I want to do and then have it go to the, you know, where it translates it for you. Just talk about it, you know, to myself and then it puts it on paper and then when we get together it's already like already done. there yeah because i you know read so it. it's almost like a podcast <laughs> <laughs> you're right you i'm just correct. just no one just throwing it up <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> or we just need to make our podcast like not something we have to research every day like just get on and just randomly talk about yeah. something we already do that you're right we do <laughs> but we do research things we do you know tr- occasionally try to back our stuff up we, we come that. up with stories to tell we each do. other yeah we do i don't know that i could like those full talky podcasts <laughs> you know the ones that just like talking podcasts you know what out. i hate <laughs> you know those podcasts you know what i hate I hate drivers that just drive. <laughs> so you want to be a cranky old woman. Do you know what I really hate, though? <laughs> Do you get road rage, like, walking in a grocery store? Have you met me? I do. <laughs> I get road rage walking through an airport. Yeah. Because people do some crazy they stuff. They stop in the middle of the fucking, like, they're walking, all of a sudden they decide to stop. hmm I mean, we're in an airport... Is there the slow lane for slow walkers? You know what's even worse? What? People with strollers at Disney World. Oh, God. (laughs) Right? You'll be walking behind them and then they'll just stop. And next thing you know, you're running right into them. Every time. Every time. So. Oh, man. Traveling. Mm -hmm. Why don't we make that the topic of this episode? Traveling. Traveling. Traveling to places. (laughs) As opposed to traveling <laughs> to the mall. You know, I haven't been to the mall in forever. It's been a while. Outdoor yeah. malls, you know, like open air malls. Like an outlet. But like where they have like a Target. Oh, but I see like, what you're saying. Yeah. You know, like, like it's our, like a whole bunch of stuff in like yeah, an area. Restaurants. And then there's like a yeah. parking lot in the middle. Yeah. And you just do some walkie things. I go do that occasionally. But as far as like organized shopping, it's like religion. I just don't do that. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot there to commit. I'm not doing it. I'm not going through those doors. <laughs> you can't force me. No Black Friday sale is going to convince me to come in here today. <laughs> Oh, oh my speaking goodness. Speaking of traveling. Yes. You brought me back some goodies from my favorite place <laughs> that I love going to. I can't help it. I need to, you know, somebody, I was talking to some other um, FAs that I've been traveling with, and they say, they're like, Layla, there's other places out there that are good. And yeah. I'm like, really? 
Where? I haven't found them yet. They said Milwaukee. What? That was my reaction. Milwaukee? Milwaukee? And they said, oh, yeah, Milwaukee is like one of our secrets. I'm like, well, tell me these secrets. Apparently, the hotel is great. Hmm. It's in a great area. It's like on the river. And there's lots of breweries and restaurants and things. And the most important thing is the people are great. That's my three. That's the three criteria of me going to a place. And that's why I love this place that I went to. Then you would, according to Chloe, you would love Madison, Wisconsin. We don't go to Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, We go to Milwaukee. Isn't that where Laverne and Shirley was filmed? Or supposedly? Milwaukee? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Do you remember that? I do remember Laverne and Shirley with the big L. Yes. We did. I watched that with my sister because I was... They worked at a brewery. Yeah. Layla and Sonia. Laverne and Shirley. (laughs) (laughs) With Lenny and Squiggy. Yes. Carmine. Carmine, yeah. Anyway, so anyway. off topic. So you <laughs> you were in Salt Lake City. I was shockingly in Salt Lake City. You've talked about how much you've like you like it in the past, I... like you've said. But you've and you have mentioned this brewery, Red Rock Brewery. Uh, that's I. You know what? I hate to say. I hate to admit this out loud, but I go there every layover for dinner. You're like a regular, almost. Yeah. Do they know your name? Some of them. <laughs> Like, hey, Layla, you're back. They're like, oh, hey, you're back. <laughs> Here I'm trying to be enthusiastic, and you're like, oh, hey, you're back. <laughs> but I, the reason why I love it is because they have a, a great food menu, mm-hmm. and their food is good. Yeah. And I've had different things, and every single thing I've had has been really good, and their beer is consistently delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I brought back one of my favorites that I don't get very often um, because it is uh, a triple IPA. Oh. Yeah, this one's a, this one's a real nut kicker. <laughs> But it's called Why So Serious? Oh, okay. I just love the name and the can is adorable. I mean, the can is fantastic. Yeah. But this one is a hefty 10%er. Ooh. I know it's a little nut kicker. So I don't tend to drink this when I'm on my layover. Right, right. And then the other you, one. I sent you the list you of did. what they have, and you requested this one. I didn't realize it was like an anniversary. I know. I'm excited about this. Right. So it's the Imperial Red Ale. I know. And this one looks like it's a little, it's a little boozy. Is it? Ooh, this one's 9.5. Wow. Yeah. Imperial Red Ale. What is this on the picture? Is that like the Mormon the, place? No, I think that's the brewery. Oh. <laughs> that's Red Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it looks like from the front. Oh, it's so yeah. fancy. It's it looks fancier in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a really nice place. I really like it. They're super friendly there. It's food's great. Well, which it's, one do you want to try first? Uh, I'm up to either. I haven't tried this one, so let's try the red. Let's ale. do that first. And this one's a little hazy, so let's go with non-hazy first. Okay. And end with the hazy. Right. Ooh. Ooh, it smells. Orangey. Oh, okay. Doesn't it? Yeah. No. (laughs) 
It's, it's like got a, a nice color. Yeah, like not dark like a stout, but not light like a lager either. No, a good a good red ale. Yeah. I do like red ales. I do too. That's yeah. typically This one's an imperial. It's punchy. Imperial. That's what it means when it's imperial. It's a little heavier on the ABV. I don't know. I'm not really a brewing kind I of girl. I have no idea. Mm, that's good. It reminds me of a oh. German beer, almost like a like an Oktoberfest type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is good. You like it? I do. Okay, I'm not a big. It's not for me. I'm not an IPA fan. You're gonna like this. It really because you're like it's a triple IPA, and I'm like you're oh, gonna like, like it. I don't like single IPAs. What does the triple this one's mean? Juicy and hazy. What does that mean? It means it's got fruity flavors in it, and it's uh, it's got cl- it's cloudy. <laughs> that doesn't sound. It's delicious. It's delicious. Cloudy. It's cloudy. <laughs> but it, we call it. They call it hazy. Hazy sounds better. Cloudy sounds like something's wrong. Well, with you can it. have a cloudy sake. Like you can have a sake. A cloudy That's sake. Filtered, but it's cloudy. Yeah, I guess. Like a nagori. But they don't say cloudy. They just say unfiltered. Is it unfiltered? It's hazy. Does hazy mean unfiltered? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, why didn't you In just the say beer that? world. <laughs> <laughs> why do you have to be so difficult? <laughs> because I'm not very beery. <laughs> I just know what I like. <laughs> well, I like this. This would be a winner for me. Uh, it's not so much for me. Oh. I know. All right, so we're going to try the... Why So Serious? The why Triple so serious. IPA. Now the can, you'll see the can on an, our Instagram, <laughs> but there are a bunch of blobs with their faces. I don't even know. This one looks drunk. Yeah, that's what, this guy doesn't have eyes. This one's like, why so he serious? Why so serious? <laughs> Did I tell you the reason why I really like this brewery? Why? When I went there the first time, I asked, what's your juiciest, haziest IPA? And the bartender just looked at me deadpan and said, fuck if I know. And I looked at him and I was like, it took me a second because it, it threw me off. And I'm like, fuck if I know. And he's like, fuck if I know. I'm like, I'll take one of those. Oh, <laughs> so it literally is a beer called <laughs> fuck if I know. <laughs> but he was so deadpan. Like, I'm glad you figured it out. When, I love that sense of humor. I thought it was just hilarious. This looks like orange juice. Smell it. See how you like it. It's the Why So Serious from Red Rock Brewery. Smells like oranges. See? <laughs> like the last one. <laughs> That's you what I think everything smells like oranges. <laughs> um, I don't think she likes this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's um juicy. It's juicy. There I mean that is a good word like to describe. Like you can it. taste the juices. Mm-hmm. The different flavors of juices. But it's also got a a bite. Like it to me like it's a got hop. A, yeah. yeah. No, this is probably not not your thing. No. Oh dang. It's mm. good. Like you see it's orange like juice, but it doesn't it doesn't taste it doesn't have like a citrusy taste no. at all. <laughs> at all. 
<laughs> so I would say that uh, you like the red ale. I do like the red ale. Which you can have my red ale. <laughs> you can have mine too. <laughs> so we just completely switched beers. <laughs> Now, so if we walk in here, we would have two glasses of beer in front of us with the cans, the remainder in the cans, because there's a lot. Yeah, they're 16 ounce cans and bottles. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a... but that was fun trying something new. That's so, our beer. That's our cocktails for the week. Our cocktails of the week. In the times that you've gone out to Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. have you found anything, or is it something they frown on out there? Anything? haunted or paranormal or any stories that's a good question i don't think so have you ever asked i've never asked they have a huge mormon mall but they do it's it's really pretty it is pretty it's really pretty and it's fancy right i feel like it's built over the bodies of people who've opposed them (laughs) (laughs) it's very elaborate for a church very elaborate for a mall right so what I are mean, they hiding? What are they I hiding don't know. under that mall? But wouldn't you think that they would hide bodies under, underneath that big silver dome where they the tabernacle practices, <laughs> which I can see from my hotel room. Can you? Yeah, I can see that big the big church and the big silver dome where the tabernacle. have you ever heard them practicing? No, but I know you're allowed to go in there and watch. Yeah, I mean maybe during the holiday season because that would probably be really cool oh, during yeah. the holiday season. But is it haunted? But is do you it? think it's haunted? I don't know. Hmm. Huh. So haunted tourism. That's a thing. Yes, it is. And we I like to do it. Yes, we do. I don't think I don't think m- the majority of people actually call it. Like they don't set out planning their vacation calling it haunted tourism. We did. When we went to Waverly and that that, is that was considered that is absolutely considered haunted tourism because we did plan our road trip Mm -hmm. on top of bourbon. Right. You know, we did plan our road trip to visit haunted places. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that has definitely become a thing in the past, especially now that you have the guy tactic. Tactical Ghost Tactical Guy, Ghost Guy yeah. opened his haunted experience in Las Vegas That's where you can go. Yeah, you can go view, you know, all his haunted artifacts. The Warrens used to have their haunted museum in their home, but now they're doing paracons. Yes, where they're bringing their haunted items not maybe the whole collection of the haunted museums but a good number of the collection from the ed and lorraine warren's haunted museums on display to some of these paracons and they're displaying them and actually you were telling me there was one in In october October. now talking about what we talk about Mm -hmm. we hear about a lot of paranormal get-togethers right you know with people who are famous ghost hunting wise like the ghost hunters or you know tactical ghost guy will go to these places and talk about you know all their ghosty yeah Yeah. their experiences. experiences but it's like any other con you know it's like mega con or dragon con in atlanta or whatever they people go and they dress up they ask questions there's q a's there's pictures yes 
And this one really caught my attention a few months ago. And it's called The Warrens Seekers of the Supernatural Phantasmacon. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a wordy. <laughs> and it was a little pricey for me. I didn't check the ticket prices. How well, much were they? General admissions $35. Okay, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. The Occult Museum Experience, which of course, if you go, you have to add that on there. Featuring Annabelle. Of doll, course, you have to add that on there. Is $64. That's interesting that it's double, almost double, just to get into the museum. And you have to have both tickets. Shut the front door. So you have to buy your general admission ticket in order to buy your occult museum ticket. So now you're talking, you know, $99. Okay. All right. It's a little much for me. I don't know. So might not be terrible. The Phantasmacon, I feel weird calling it that. It sounds so weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It has vendors from far and wide to satisfy your curiosity in demonology, ghosts, UFOs, monsters, urban legends, cryptozoology, and so much more. Psychic readers of all types will be on hand to assist in guiding you in your spiritual journey. Whether the experienced paranormal investigator or novice ghost hunter at the local cemetery, there is something for everyone, from best-selling authors to healers, from crystals to Ouija boards. It will all be here. See, now, I don't know. That could be fun. It could be, but I also feel like it's kind of, this is exactly what they claim is a source of all the bad things that they investigated. And now they're putting it all in one place (laughs) for people to come in and be like, oh, I'm going to dabble with a, a Ouija board. And then what? Are you supposed to take somebody's card at the entrance? Call me when you're possessed. Uh, hold, please. Could you hmm. please? I just wanna. I just wanna add another layer to what you're saying. Could you please tell us where this Phantasmacom is being hosted at? It's being hosted at the Earth Expo and Convention Center in. Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. So you're saying it's at... I I don't know. Mohegan Sun? What is that? Isn't that a casino at an Indian reservation? Um. Well, it says Mohegan Sun, a world at play. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? All right, let's do the Googles. Hot summer fun. Gaming promos and moment... Yes. <laughs> It is. It's a casino. I just, there's so much wrong with this. (laughs) I just don't understand how you can be like, oh, this stuff is all so bad. But if you pay $99, then it's okay. It is a, yes, it is owned by Native Americans. So 
Their little blurb says a Paracon with Ed and Lorraine Warren's namesake would not be complete without the world famous Warren's Occult Museum. This is the one they had in their home. Mm. We are bringing the museum to the public where you can view in person the shadow doll, the haunted dinosaur toy, and of course, the real Annabelle. This is the only place in the world you'll be able to view the real Annabelle doll that inspired the Annabelle movies. An actual Annabelle movie prop doll from the 2019 film Annabelle Comes Home will also be on display. Now, I don't know how, I couldn't find how many years they've been doing it. Didn't they say the first year was like in... 2020 or 20... I don't know. 21? I mean, they just referenced last year's, which would have been 2022. Last year's convention sold 5,800 prepaid tickets. Wow, that's a lot. And had several hundred walk-ins. That's a lot. The Warren Seekers of the Supernatural Phantasmicon isn't the only paranormal convention in Connecticut this year. The third annual Paracon. Oh, so those two are different. Those two are different. Paracon is held in May. If that's what you're into, that's definitely a place you want to be because evidently there's a lot to see. Not only do you get to see the Warren's Occult Museum, which I think is fascinating. Yes, You get to meet people that do this for a living. That's great. But it just seems super hypocritical to be like Indian. (laughs) (laughs) It's like recipes for disaster. (laughs) Let's bring all of this possessed haunted stuff. How do they? I wonder how they. To a facility owned by. Uh, the Mohegan tribe of Indians of Connecticut. Let's bring all of this and just put it on top of Indian <laughs> artifacts and Indian-related things. I mean... We know that's a recipe for disaster. I wonder how they transport all this stuff. Are they in special cases? Do they bless the area before they bring it into the and when convention they leave, center? Do they have shamans? They like, clear the building. Clearing things. I mean, this stuff was supposed to be haunted enough Super that haunted. had to be stored away in a museum. Anywho, if you do go, please let us know because I would like to... <laughs> I'm not going to, I wouldn't put myself in the middle of that hot mess. Are you sure? I would feel like I, you know. I would be interested. Not me. I would. But there are people who are like fans. I get the fan portion of it. And that's probably why they're going to see these people who are on these shows. They're fans of the shows. But if you are that big of a fan, then you have heard them all being preachy about don't use the Ouija boards, don't yes. use tarot cards, yes. don't do, and then you're going to go there and meet these same people who are surrounding themselves with vendors who are selling the exact same thing they're telling you to stay away from. True, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. So, yeah. I'm not going to contribute to that hot mess. It's going to be at Spooky Empire. Oh, Chuck fucking Billy is going to be on Spooky Empire. 
I don't know who that is. The lead singer at Testament, my favorite band. I don't know that band either. I know you don't. <laughs> it's okay, though. When you said his name, I thought it was the guy that you we kind of stalked when we went to Savannah. What was his name? Oh, that was like... Um, what was his name? ZZ, it was a ZZ Top guy. Was it his name Chuck Billy? I think ZZ Top. Yes, his name was Billy something. Totally Billy off topic. Gibbons. That's the name. Yes. And yes, we did see him because our hotel was right across from where they were playing. And we were just walking around the tour buses, getting back to our hotel. Right. And we thought it was a little odd. We're like, eh. so anyway. Completely off topic. But that's another. But I would say Savannah. Right. I mean, it's kind of off, not really off topic. I mean, because at, we've gone to Savannah many, for haunted shit. Right. How many of those hearse tour groups oh, did we see driving around? They have them in uh, St. Augustine as well. Right. Tour, haunted tours, haunted ghost tours. I mean, they. There are so many cities that have them now. Just about every city has some sort of, of ghost tour in their downtown area now. Haunted tourism. Yeah. And I did a story about the Velisca Murder House. And that's also one that people Absolutely. travel from a long ways away to go explore because it's supposed to be haunted penitentiaries asylum exactly waverly hills is a good example we did that yeah we were just talking about that and there's also dark tourism um, is there a difference between I the don't two i think so dark tourism involves places associated with death tragedy and suffering now i which would be the williska ask murder house which is I have Death, heard that there are people suffering. that tour that travel to places where murders have occurred, like the Idaho Murder House. There are people that will go just to take a picture in front of the house, which is weird. Right? People died there. Yeah. Well, you know, but you know, same with BTK. Exactly. People will drive. They find the addresses to these different places with. Serial killers where real life murders have happened, real life crime has happened, and they just to get a picture or to do a drive by or I think dark tourism and haunted tourism might be a little different. Dark tourism is a controversial form of tourism that raises raises ethical concerns. Even though it's been around for centuries, the term dark tourism wasn't coined until 1990. Wow. And the most popular dark tourism destinations include Auschwitz, mm. Ground Zero, and the killing fields in Cambodia. But see, I don't think that people consciously visit Auschwitz or visit Ground Zero in New York as... I would agree with that. I think it's I think more they go of, because it's a memorial. A memorial and it history is related to it. Right. Especially with Auschwitz. But they would consider that dark, dark tourism, tourism, which is interesting. So it can be educational and help people understand and appreciate history, but it could also seem as exploitative and disrespectful to the victims and their families. I think it depends on the location. Where they specifically set up a memorial would be one thing. I but agree. like I said, driving by the Idaho murder house to take your picture is morbid. Right. I mean, you know? yeah, I would agree with that. But I yeah. was reading that 
dark tourism goes back way back to where people would travel to whatever town to watch public executions. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that and could be. that's around the world. Like people that was almost I wouldn't say a form of entertainment, but if you but heard it was. yeah, if you heard that people were you know, this outlaw was being hung, like you would pack up your family and spend half a day driving to whatever city so that you could watch this hanging. Yeah. Or however they did it in Europe, you know, they would do people would travel from quite a distance for public executions. And that was like the earliest forms of dark tourism. But technically, you could go all the way back to the Colosseum, seeing people fight to the death, you know. That would be considered Again, dark tourism of the time. People would travel from a long distance to go see these things. So I was reading that nowadays, especially haunted tourism, is actually being promoted as a means to save these older buildings. Like if people weren't going to these old asylums, what would their use be? You know, if you weren't doing your tours and your paranormal experiences, if you weren't running those, how would you raise money to do the work to salvage these old buildings? And some of them are beautiful. Like Waverly Hills. Yeah. Honestly, that's a great location. So I would say that if they weren't doing what they're doing with friends of Waverly Hills and doing the tours. It'd be a subdivision. It would absolutely be some kind of apartment condos on the hill. Mm -hmm. It would be. I mean, it's a great location, beautiful views. That's what it would be. Mm -hmm. And like you said, some of the other places around the world would actually be the exact same thing. When you phrase it, dark tourism or haunted tourism, I think people would be like, oh, no, I would never support that. Especially, the you know, religious that are like, we don't deal in that kind of thing. But if you coin it as educational or, you know, a historical significance, some kind of historical significance, because as people are doing it all the time, as we research through Waverly Hills, Mm -hmm. there was Mm -hmm. historical significance to what they were doing at the time. Absolutely. They were doing groundbreaking work, even Mm -hmm. though now it seems barbaric. But at the time, it was groundbreaking. Mm hmm. And even when you visit places like Gettysburg. Dark tourism. Right. Now, granted, you know. But it's educational. It's educational. People go there to. See reenactments. Right. But again, isn't that kind of morbid? Yeah. Reenactments. Really? So speaking of places that offer haunted tourism yeah where is some place you'd like to go scotland yeah scotland um when i know we talked about this on one of the earlier podcasts but mm-hmm. you know your picture in front of bloody mckenzie's bloody mckenzie's <laughs> crypt yes that was really cool and i would absolutely want to do some type of paranormal tour or ghost tour and Scotland in general is just super haunted. That whole, that whole, like the cities there are so old. Yeah. Like that we would talk be... about in the United States, you know, oh, it's, that's an old house. It must be haunted. No. The entire city is old. Ireland, Scotland is definitely one that I'm really looking forward to. 
Uh, I would have to say it would all be Europe. Yeah. I would love to see Dracula's castle. You know. That would be interesting. Uh, Romania. Yes. Uh, that would be super interesting to me. Scandinavia would be cool too. And not so much. I don't think it's so much haunted, but mainly for like the Viking history, like Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a cool, another cool destination. And I think that's a common thread for us. We enjoy the spooky. Yeah. But I think we really enjoy the history. Yes. Because I'm not such a believer mm-hmm. for the ghostly part of it. It's yeah. always the the stories that lend to the paranormal. I think that, that for me is the best part. Too. Right. Because they usually are based in some sort of historical fact or, yeah. you know, or story about the air, which just gives it, it just makes that location seem more real when it has a backstory. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. if you haven't had a chance to visit yet or whatever. But stateside, I know we've talked about Trans Allegheny. Absolutely. That's one of them. The West Virginia Penitentiary. That's another one. Yeah. Um, There's the Ohio State Reformatory. I think that was it. Which is the one they use. The front of it is the one they used for the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. The Shining Hotel. Yes. I would love to visit the Shining Hotel. Um, That would be a... In Colorado. Super cool. I mean, so there, I guess, yeah, I would... I would like to participate in a lot of the haunted tourism. I'm I'm in for it, to right. be honest. Do I mind traveling specifically for it? No, because we've done that many times. I think it's really easy to incorporate it into whatever travel yes. you choose to do, whether it's visit a big city. I know when my family went to San Antonio, we went to the Alamo, you know, we did the river walk, but we still managed to fit in a ghost tour, which opened up a lot of other places that I had never, I wouldn't have chosen to go to while I was there because I didn't know about them. Right. But still, like I saw the Alamo during the day and then I went on the ghost tour and heard more stories about it at night. Right. So I still got that historical perspective, but also, you know, the ghost tour part. And I wouldn't have gotten that just walking around the city. So I think most cities provide that. And I think you can incorporate dark tourism into your travels without being morbid, like the Idaho people. Yeah, I do like (laughs) the idea of ghost tours. Mm -hmm. If they're done well, we've both been on tours where we have been less than impressed. We went on one in Savannah, where we left halfway through the tour. Yeah, we couldn't do it any longer. It was so bad. It was very bad. And then there's the fine line. For example, the Amityville house. A lo- The owners, the original owners of the home changed their address because so many people were coming and taking their photo in front of the home. Right. But it's also made famous by the movie. So right. is it... Are people wanting to go see this home because it's Hollywood famous or because of what happened or what they think happened there? Well, that's interesting that you say that because I know that there's people out there that visit locations that were filmed 
it, just regular, for movies. For movies. I just traveled with an FA that that's her hobby. She has a whole Instagram page. Right. She's got a YouTube page or a TikTok or something like that. But she travels to movie set locations. Movie. Yeah. And she lines up the movie picture with the picture that she's taking. So there is that also. So a good example of that for me is the... Uh, Christmas story house, Ralphie's house, you know, a lot of people go and the guy, there's a guy that actually bought the house and turned it into a museum. So people can go visit. Another one is the Goonies house in Astoria. Oh, that's cool. They did the same, like people stop and take their picture in front of the, the house from the Goonies. So I know, but at what point is it... Does it switch from Hollywood tourism to dark tourism? I think if there's any type of hauntings or paranormal or spooky things involved. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think uh, you could, I don't, I don't know what it's called Hollywood tourism, mm-hmm. movie tourism, movie set tourism. But it's very interesting. So if they made a movie about the Idaho house murders, does it become then a, Hollywood. Oh, I see where you're going. <laughs> do you see? I do. <laughs> Is it Hollywood tourism or dark tourism? I would have to say it's dark Hollywood tourism. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I just coined that phrase. If anybody wants to use it, have to pay the rights for that music. So I just, just coined dark Hollywood tourism. I don't know if it's already out there. If it's not, I just did it. <laughs> I know for me personally. Quick talk, lots of legal jargon. <laughs> for me personally, I incorporate some sort of haunted tourism into every vacation I take. Because we find that fun right it's fun i think most people do it they just don't realize they're doing it yeah and it's entertainment right no matter if you are a full believer or a skeptic it is in one way shape or form entertainment like you said i don't feel like a lot of people realize that they're doing it Mm -hmm. i think it's just kind of i mean if you if someone points it out to you and you stop and look at it, you're like oh yeah right but i don't think it's necessarily people I'm sure some people do seek it out, mm-hmm. but then I'm sure others just go for the historical so aspect I'm of it. So I'm curious to know what other people would choose to do for haunted tourism. Like, where would you go? What would you want to see? One. Yeah. There's a lot out there. It's a great big wide world we live in. I know. Filled with a lot of spooky and shit. And like I said, there's a lot of things that are considered just historical. Just, I'm just going to the his- historic site. But are you, or are you going because it was, it's got a particularly morbid history? What about the pyramids in Egypt? Exactly. Tell me that doesn't have anything associated with it. Or, okay, when we were in D.C., we went to the King Tut exhibit. Tell me that doesn't have anything associated with it. I know. So when we went to the British Museum, we first thing I had to do is go take a picture of the Book of the Dead. Tell me that doesn't have anything. Right. The British Museum. Oh, man. All right. That was good. Yeah. Crowded. A lot. But a lot of really interesting Egyptian artifacts, I yes. can imagine. Absolutely. Are filled with the British, mu- in, with mm-hmm. the British Museum. 
obviously I'm there for morbid curiosity, but I wanted to see the mummified body that they have on display. I would too. But all these other people, they're not, maybe didn't go specifically for that, but didn't stop them from crowding around the glass trying to see it either. Oh, I'd totally be crowding (laughs) along around the glass to see it too, because I think that's interesting. Yeah. So I would have to say in the long run, yeah, I'm a fan of haunted dark tourism. I think it's going on whether people realize it or not. I agree because I don't, I mean, even though we have on several occasions gone on many vacations and weekends and things like that, specifically for haunted things, Mm -hmm. um, because that's what I like. And I think ultimately it's, if you like that kind of stuff, you're going to seek it out. I agree. So let us know where you would go. Yeah. For haunted tourism or even dark tourism. I remember Brie, I would consider this dark tourism. Brie telling us about the Satanic Temple. And that was one of the places she really wanted to go. Right. In Salem, it was too far of a walk for me. (laughs) I would have had to drive (laughs) and I'm like, oh, (laughs) so I didn't go. Scratch that. I know. That's why I went into the uh, Ouija board museum again. But you ended up having a great time there. Yeah. But some people go specifically to go to the Satanic Temple. Brilliant. I do you consider that dark tourism? Because for, for other people, it's not anything different than visiting the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, you know? I think for some people, yes, that is dark tourism. But for others, I don't think that's dark tourism is because that's more, part of their beliefs. So more of a real, more of religious tourism. Yeah. But in <gasps> all in all, it's I guess it's at your viewpoint and how mm-hmm. you view things, which is quite interesting when you think about all this traveling and tourism and and labeling it certain things. It's it's really your perspective on right. the locations that you're going to. True. Well, I can't wait to hear what everybody else has to say. I would love to know your top haunted place that you would love to visit. Yeah. Or your top dark crime scene destination, you Whatever. know. Yeah. It's all it's all lumped into the same. Dark category. tourism, haunted tourism. If it's not normal Disney World tourism, we want to hear about it. Yeah. Or <laughs> even if uh even if you like to go visit and take pictures of movie locations. Oh yeah. One last thing. You tagged me in a post on Facebook for AG Mock. The book? Yes. Yes. That's the author for his book. God, into the, the Woods. Into the Woods. It was something, was something it into like the woods? that. Um, I have it because it's next on my reading list. But, but it, he is doing a thing in Pennsylvania where they go into the woods. Stop. I'm not joking. That's interesting. So talking about... There it is. What is it called? The Little Woods. The Little Woods. By um, by A.G. Mock. That's it. And uh, when I saw that, that made me think of z- exactly what we're talking about right wow. now. But he is, let me, I'm going to pull it up real quick because he, when I saw that, I'm like, what in the actual, who is going and doing this? That's super cool. Um, See, that gets me excited. 
on his page on Facebook. It's AG uh, Mock, AG Mock horror, horror Author. author. And it says, here it is, the one-time horror event of a lifetime. Three days, two nights, including a private and exclusive tour of the real Little Woods. Man! October 30th to November 1st in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There are only 12 pick- tickets to my VIP ha- Halloween Arcanum. And they're going fast, so get yours today. See you in the woods. Wow. And last I saw, I mean, people are like, got my ticket, got my ticket. And he replied to every single one, welcome to the woods, literally. Well, he re- when I tagged you in it, he actually responded He's to that. He's a very responsive author uh, yeah. on, on Facebook. So... Like I said, I haven't read it yet. As soon as I do, you know I'm going to be talking about it I on here. I can't wait because that's going to make me stop the book that I'm reading <laughs> because I'm reading the Ellie Jordan Ghost Hunter the series. The newest one? No, I'm, oh. I think I'm on like, I'm on the terminal. So it's like book three or something. Oh, okay. So it's very early in the series and there's a ton of them in the series. There's like 19 right now because I just downloaded the last. The- Did you? I didn't realize it had already come out. So I hurried up and downloaded it last night. And I'm like, crap. It's like now I have books for the last two weeks. I've just been sitting on my hands. I haven't had anything to read. And last night I got on, I started, you know, um, mm-hmm. not googling searching you know on kindle my favorite authors and i'm like he has a new book this one has a new book this one has new book, and i had downloaded like four and i'm like bitch i've got all this reading to do i need to go (laughs) sit by a pool somewhere (laughs) well i may be into that (laughs) we had some good tasty cocktails summer cocktails we did that mango lemonade with coconut rum yes i know so, anyways, I'll show you my book list when we go downstairs and yeah, uh, yeah, finish our finish these beers. They're Fierce, good. They are huge, good, but big. Good. <laughs> worth the money. Let's visit go do that Red now. Rock Brewery. It's you'll love it as much as I do. Right. We're gonna link them in our on our Instagram, and you can see how cute the um, triple IPA can is. <laughs> What's so serious? I know they look so cute. You're not serious after you drink a couple of those. I right. tell you that much right now. <laughs> Until next time. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Hey, like what you hear? Leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. For more about this episode, check out our website at boozybanterwithfriends.com or connect with us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Later. Later.